Welcome back to Crossing the Jordan, everybody. Today is an Always More Wednesday episode, and today we're briefly going to talk about where in the Bible is the Bible, where in the New Testament is the New Testament, and where in the Word of God is the Word of God. So, um, I would highly recommend to everybody to go back and listen to, I think, the third and fourth episode titled, Where'd You Get Your Bible? And the and Where in the Bible, talking about scripture and tradition and how Bi- the Bible purely came from tradition in the Catholic Church that was already established and running and uh, was the Catholic Church for those hundreds of years before the Bible even came to be the Bible. So, the Bible is a library of books written over certain periods of time in certain contexts, primarily Jewish contexts, the Hebrew people that were chosen by God, right? And, um, and so there's certain contexts to that, but the Bible in and of itself, like when we say it's the inspired word of God, it's kind of a circular reference, right? Because in the inspired word of God, there is no inspired table of contents. So we got the Bible through sacred tradition that was there, um, the the way that we have it in the, in, the, in Christian tradition, not uh, Judaism, like with the Old Testament, New Testament, everything came from the Catholic Church because Jesus gave the authority to Peter and the apostles and to his church down through the ages until he returns um, to uh, act authoritatively. And part of that was to compile the Bible and say, these are the inspired word of God. <clears throat> so that takes us to the next point. What is the Word of God? A lot of people say what they refer to it to the Bible or Scripture as the Word of God, but what they're really saying is capital W Word of God because is because it is the Word of God, right? Like God is speaking to us through um, broken human authors, but He His His Word is inerrant and fallible, and it's always true. So. It is absolutely the word of God in the sense that what we're reading <clears throat> is from God himself, right? So um, he worked through human authors that are broken and imperfect, but he spoke truths through them in their certain context and how they spoke and everything, right? So there's a human author and a divine author. So in that sense, it is the word of God. And the word, lowercase w, word of God, comes in two different forms, sacred scripture and sacred tradition, right? So sacred tradition is just the infallible words that God has spoken through certain people that weren't necessarily written down or is written down in an implied way. And sacred tradition draws out the details that aren't found in the sacred word, right? So we that's in the Jewish history too. There's sacred scripture and sacred tradition. And then we see it in the New Testament as well, where the New Testament is the, the word of God, lowercase w, that's in written form. And there's also the word of God, lowercase w, w in uh, in oral form, right? So just like St. Paul says in uh, the Thessalonians to hold fast to the traditions, whether in on letter or word of mouth. And we see that uh, the vast majority of apostles never wrote anything. Jesus never wrote anything. And so the word of God, lowercase w, was spoken from the uh, apostles and everything that was deposited to them from Jesus Christ himself, which who guess is the capital W Word of God. And we see this right in the lowercase w, Word of God. It points to the capital W, Word of God. 
In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. This is at the very beginning of the Gospel of John. And then in uh, verse 14, it says, The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. So the capital W, Word of God, is the eternal divine Son of the Blessed Trinity, the second person of the the Blessed Trinity, right? So uh, a lot of times we can get confused that Jesus and Scripture are the exact same thing. Well, Jesus was never created, and he always existed from the very uh, very beginning. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, the eternal blessed Trinity never had a beginning. But sacred scripture did have a beginning, and this was through human beings that God spoke, and most of it was written down. And that is the lowercase w, right? So when we talk about Jesus... In capital W word of God, we're talking about an eternal reality that has always existed and he's the creator himself. When we talk about lowercase w, it is within the human context of God speaking to his people, which he didn't write himself, but through imperfect and broken human people, he spoke inerrantly, infallibly, and it was um, it was faithfully transmitted onto, uh, into sacred scripture. And so we can see itself that um, right in the lowercase lower lowercase word of God, we see that it is from the divine author of the capital W word of God of Jesus, right? And so it points beyond itself. And it's the same thing with the New Testament. Where in the New Testament do you see the word New Testament? Well, actually, it's not that you don't see it. You actually do see it. But in the New Testament, the the documents of the New Testament, it's referring to something beyond itself, right? So the only time that you find the New Testament, which is uh, the te- the word testament is uh, derived from the Latin word testamentum, where we also get the word covenant, right? The only time that you see that word is when Jesus institutes the Eucharist. He says, take this, this is my body, and take this, this is my blood, the new covenant in my blood. And so, the New Testament does have the New Testament in it, but it points beyond itself, which is the New Covenant. And at the very, very beginning, everybody knew this. All Christians knew this for hundreds of years, that the New Covenant was Jesus Christ in the Eucharist. And then the scriptures came to be through that sacred tradition that was handed on from the from Jesus to the apostles, and it was maintained, and these actually became the documents of the new covenant, right? So when we refer to the New Testament, we usually talk about the the letters, the, the gospels and the letters of the New Testament, right? The 27 books of the New Testament. But actually, according to that New Testament, it points to the New Testament, right? So it points to the new covenant, which is the Jesus in the Eucharist. So it points beyond itself. According to the documents of the New Testament, it points to the New Testament, which is Jesus Christ in the Eucharist, the, the new and eternal covenant in his blood. And that was from the very beginning. For hundreds of years, these letters, these 27 books of the New Testament, were what was used in, uh, in the liturgy around the Eucharist, around the Word of God, re- around the New Testament, around the new covenant of Jesus Christ in the Eucharist. These letters are from tradition handed down in the context of the liturgy that they were proclaimed from centered around Jesus in the Eucharist. So where in the Bible is the Bible? 
You can only get the Bible from sacred tradition that the Catholic Church compiled it together and authoritatively said, these are the inerrant inspired word of God. Where in the word of God is the word of God? According to the lowercase word of God, it points to the divinity of Christ of all eternity, the divine son of the of the blessed Trinity. And uh, they are not the same thing. One is uncreated, one is created, but in, in both of them inerrant. And the New Testament point, the New Testament documents point to the New Testament of Jesus Christ in the Eucharist. Hallelujah. And one other thing, if you're still listening, uh, I was recently just listening to uh, a Protestant church. I, I listen to these guys all the time. Um, and I was listening to a sermon and the guy was talking about reading scripture and communing communion with God in sacred scripture. And when you read scripture, God is speaking to you. And amen and hallelujah to that. That's why I try to read scripture every single day um, is because it is God speaking directly to us. One, in general for salvation history, but two, it is personal. And there are words in here that will hit your heart in the seasons that you're in. And so this is communion with God because it is God's word spoken through this uh, scripture that can touch someone's heart and to encounter the living God in scripture. So praise the Lord. But guess what? Scripture itself, when it says uh, talking about communion with God and Jesus, it is St. Paul in 1 Corinthians where he says this participation, this communio in Greek, this communion is with the body and blood of Christ and he's talking about the Eucharist. So again, scripture points beyond itself and Jesus calls us to that deep intimacy and that's that's primarily and most uh, the source and summit of our faith of Jesus Christ in the Eucharist that he gave himself for everybody to come and receive and he calls you to the mass he calls you to the eucharist and to the living capital w word of god to encounter his love in the new covenant that he instituted that the new covenant documents the bible the new testament the word of god all point to and attest to so come and receive communion with the body and blood of christ to encounter the living god